All right, back here at J. Tom Lawler Rink at Merrimack College in North End over Masson. Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And the score at the end of two periods, it's Merrimack 1, Clarkson 1. Both teams scoring in that second period. Merrimack with a goal from Chris LeBlanc to make it one to nothing, And then a power play goal off the stick of Nick Pirog tied the game at 1-1. And joining us, Josh Seguin from College Hockey News. And Josh, uh, that second period, uh, you know, the way this game was going, a very defensive game, you knew that the first goal, once that happened, the next goal was going to be big. Clarkson really needed to get it after having been a shutout last night, shutout on the weekend. They get that goal to tie it up and it makes the third period. We're right back to the start again, all even. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way uh, Clarkson has been all season. They they struggle to generate any offense whatsoever, but I mean, they, they always need to have that big goal, either the first goal or the, that big second goal, you know, to stay in the game. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling, especially the teams that are having trouble scoring. We saw it with Merrimack last year. When you're having trouble scoring goals, the first goal of a game becomes big. You get it, you feel pretty good about yourself. A lot of times it leads to the second one, and when you give it up, conversely, you know, the opposite happens. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That big, that first goal, you know, like, like I said, that second goal tonight was huge for them. I mean, their power play has been struggling all year. They, they're struggling. I mean, they struggled to generate anything within the, the grade-A area of the ice tonight. And that punk shutout streak against Merrimack, getting the, that monkey off the back is huge as well. What did it end up at? Uh, Bob Alfield from uh, Clarkson Radio came over 170 minutes or so. I think it was going back to last season because Merrimack shut out Clarkson in the second game up there four to nothing, and of course had the shutout last night as well. So near 170 minutes of shutout time against Clarkson. Yeah, like I said, to get that monkey off the back was huge for Clarkson. I, I mean they. They, they struggle to generate offense. They have, they have a very young front line, very young. They graduate a lot with a lot of their best yeah. forwards from last year. I mean, that defense can hold with anybody, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, was, I have been very impressed this weekend with the, the physical play of their defense. They don't give an inch. Uh, tough cu- uh, customers out there on the blue line, and, and uh, the forwards are, are buying into it as well, I think, in terms of playing that, that physical defensive style. And uh, when the goals aren't coming, I mean, I mean, that's what you have to do, right? I mean, you got to do what you can do to keep the score down, keep the puck out of your net, and and, and and more often than not, you look at their record in ECAC play at 3-1-2. and two, It's pretty impressive. They thought they've gotten the job done for the most part early on. Yeah, I mean, they have. I mean, they held Quinnipiac to just 15 shots last week, and that was probably one of the more... I actually had a chance to watch that game. That was one of the more impressive performances against Quinnipiac in a while. Quinnipiac, a team that takes a ton of shots, attempts a ton of shots, and the only old to uh, 15 was huge. I mean, that that just shows how what they're capable of. I mean, they just they just block shots. They just buy into their Casey Jones system, which is you know that tough interior defense. They don't they don't get much. And we will see Quinnipiac in about a month or so, month and a half. Merrimack's got a home and home with Quinnipiac too. So, uh, what are your thoughts on them from having seen them up close? I mean, Quinnipiac is a great team. They like I said, they take a ton of shots. They're gonna get shots. They're gonna get attempts. It's just. Their defense has been situationally kind of in some some of the bigger games. I mean, they lost to UConn. They lost to this Clarkson team. Teams uh, that can UMass hold, beat them last night. Yeah, UMass beat them last night. Any team that can hold them back from taking a ton of shots and 
you know, holding Sam Anass off the board is it will, will pretty much beat them, to be honest with you. Yeah, pretty good player. We saw him last year. He scored a highlight real goal against Merrimack. Sam Anas did. But uh, UNH, another team I know that you've seen, uh, seen a, 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 at least once, if not more than that. I know that they're having their struggles as well this year. More so, I think, perhaps, you know, people expected with what happened with Casey DeSmith that, that they might struggle in net. But really, their issues have not been in net, right? It's been putting the puck in the net. No, I mean, they Situationally, I keep saying that word. I yeah. mean, that, that 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 becomes a major difference in college hockey. How you play situationally, and UNH just struggles to score that big goal. They just they just can't score that next goal. I mean, their 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 wins have either been, have been five two, I think, and they, they obviously they they beat Michigan yeah. scoring five goals. So, I mean, it's just finding that big goal to get them going has been the difficult part for them. And Adam Clark's actually played pretty well in the UNH net. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, other than that one game against Lowell at Lowell, he, where he gave up eight goals, well, UNH gave up eight goals on 21 shots or whatever it was. Other than that one game, the goaltending really hasn't been the problem. You know, we won't see UNH until the end of the season. Merrimack's got two games up there the very last weekend of the regular season. So it's getting quirks, really. It is. There's a lot of time between now and then such that things could really change in that regard. But uh, uh, just, just want to get your thoughts on some of the other teams, perhaps, in Hockey East. I don't know if you've uh, seen BU yet or some of BU's next weekend or some of the other teams. Uh, you know, Lowell, for instance, any of those. Who, else, who have you seen that's in Hockey East so I far? Lowell a couple times. Um, I saw them against Quinnipiac, and I saw them against UNH. Lowell's just Lowell. Yeah. They, I mean, they, that defense is really good. I mean, they, they, they're getting consistent goaltending. Talk about a team buying into the system. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, but the thing with Lowell is they can get that timely score. And they, and they have those guys that are that are scoring for them that, that can pot that big goal. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen BU. I'll see BU tomorrow. Um, you know, obviously Jack Eichel is yeah. Jack Eichel. I mean, yeah. That's BU at Dartmouth tomorrow, so BU actually has that game. That's their last game before the home and home with Merrimack next weekend, so we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I mean, Colgate's actually up in, against them right now. Um, but, I mean, BU, I mean, they've peeled off some big wins. So, I mean, obviously, DC, those ones will get talked about. So. All right, we got 20 minutes to play here. We're talking with Josh Eagle from Call Talkie News. Uh, I mean, it is what it is, right? You've seen it. It's been a defensive battle, and one to one at this point. Uh, what do you see happening in this third period? Coming? It will continue. I mean, now it's a tied game. I, I think both teams will go back to that defensive style. You know, I won't say play for the tie, but I mean, it, it will be a closer. As soon as that first goal was scored by Merrimack, it seemed like the offenses came alive because Clarkson had to cheat up a little bit more, and you know. Merrimack got some opportunities off of that, and then Clarkson got some opportunities and ended up scoring on the power play and the beautiful uh, face-off win right back at Pirock. Nice snipe into the net. So, I mean, you have to think the defensive battle that we saw in the first 30 minutes where the shots on goal were 8-3 to three will probably continue. Yeah. All right, Josh, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Good to see you, and uh, keep doing the great work that you're doing covering the ECAC for College Hockey News, and we invite folks to check out his work at collegehockeynews.com. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mike, for having me on. All right, Josh Teagland has been our guest here in the second intermission. Merrimack and Clarkson all nodded up at 1-1. We'll be back right after this. You're, you're listening to live coverage of Merrimack Hockey.